It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're catching up with another of our great World Cup winners, Damien Fleming. Uh, of course, won it uh, at Lords in 1999. But... As we were talking to Damien off air, he's headed out to catch up with one of Australia's greatest Ians in Test cricket, Ian Redpath. And uh, Damien Heels is in Melbourne today for an Ian's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, she hears. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. I can't believe I'm I'm catching up with my old Victorian coach and Aussie legend Ian Redpath. So I can't believe Redders isn't there. But who are you catching up with, Heels? Well, I'm unsure. I mean, it started out as an SEN thing when the major partners who partnered with SEN for the first time in Melbourne, you know, 20 years ago, the the first four yeah. of them, like the you know the CEOs of those companies, were all called in, and and so they said, oh, we should get together for lunch, and it's grown and grown and grown, and they induct a new Ian each year. And I, I know who's oh, coming wow. today as the the inductee, but but I'm I'm sworn to secrecy. But I gee, I wonder if Redders is. I saw Redders at uh, function for Greg Chapel at the MCG recently, mate. Um, and he's had some hard times, but but um, yeah. So wish him well for me again, please. No, we will. Um, he's obviously a Aussie legend, Victorian, but South Melbourne, which is the club I played for. So I'm back there coaching. Uh, we started the Ian Redpath uh, lunch uh, four years ago in COVID, which was tough, but now we're up to 250 people. I am see- and try to get a next teammate of Redders to speak. So this year we've got Skull O'Keefe. So that's going to be <laughs> hilarious. Um, but um, yeah, he's still, uh, he's still shooting under his age, Redders. So I hope he does it today because. Um, we're playing against David Emerson and Norm Emerson, who both play for Victoria. So it's South Melbourne versus Collingwood. Um, so um, hopefully it's the Bloods the Bloods win and get the points today. Good stuff. Hey, now yeah, listen, we, we want to talk about World Cup, but and and ninety nine <laughs> was what was one of the great years. But what about this win the other night, mate? I mean, how, how where do you rate that in the whole sequence of Australia's six? To a degree, I'm still buzzing. I'm so proud of the the whole group on and off the field. Um, I saw some likeness to 1999 early on where, you know, we lost two games and we're under the pump. But in the end, we lost to two teams She made the semi-final. So we lost to two good teams. Um, This Australian team did the same. They lost to India and South Africa who end up semi-finalists. And the great thing of this format where you play everyone once, if you get to the semi and final um, you're, you're obviously replaying against teams that you potentially lost to and you can plan against and I think this Aussie team um, 
summed up by us winning the toss and bowling. Um, a lot of that was backed by data, as in teams chasing at Ahmedabad with the due conditions coming in. But also that first game lost to India, we underscore, under par with the bat, had them three for two, and they still battled through because the wicket didn't really do enough. So um, even though it was a tough first ten overs with the bat for the Aussies, it settled down beautifully. Head played one of the great World Cup knocks. And Marnus, uh, all the debate about his spot, that was the specific scenario if we he got is. into it where they knew that Marnus could get us through and he did heal. Hey, what made the decision at the toss a lot easier, I'm, I think, was our bowling attack was so ready to go and keep that Indian target under 300. Oh, it was phenomenal. One for 80, you're looking at 400 plus. They targeted our best bowler in the semi, Josh Hazelwood. You know, they know, a bit like McGrath, he's phenomenal, almost bowling a test line and length in one day cricket in T20. Sharma come out of his crease and, and took him on. And then all of a sudden, that changed our game plan because ideally Stark and Hazelwood bowl out the power play and then you can have four out for, for the spinners. But Cummins had his best um, bowling effort in the final. What a, what a great way to have it. And the way that they actually changed and rotated the bowlers, you know, just one or two overs. So the Indian batsmen couldn't get set against one tight. And then also, I haven't read a lot about it. They got their tactics wrong. It was almost like once um, Coley and Rahul were out there, they, were, they read too much into that pitch that 240, 250 was going to be enough. In hindsight, one of them had to go. They had to get into the yes. top, high yeah. 200, 300 um, against the tough bowling lineup, but they, they got their tactics wrong and they paid for it. I, we've got to talk about 99 because it was one of our most famous victories. We had AB on yesterday chatting about about 87 and Andy Bickle with 03, but, but 99 at Lords, yeah. it, it must have been, and I know there's been many highlights in your wonderful career, but, boy, that's got to be right up top there, mate. Yeah, definitely. I meant that to have the opportunity to, to win a World Cup final at Lords, celebrate with the Aussie fans that could get in, but then to be able to take the trophy, Ricky Ponting had, had taken over the um, singing the song from, from Heels, um, and to sing that around with, with the group was phenomenal. Um, and then also, as a, you know, we didn't start well. So I learned a lot about um, you know, ownership, accountability, momentum in 50 over cricket, which we um, built, but this 2023 team built. Um, and then also, um, you know, the, the close wins or ties against South Africa, um, who were probably the number one rated team. At training leading into that final, we had that belief, which I think this Australian team have too, um, when you've been tested and come through, was it doesn't matter what scenario we get into in the final, we can fight back and we can win. And that's a great belief to have as a group. Um, and certainly it didn't play out. Obviously, we demolished Pakistan. But um, certainly it's, it's beautiful as a team when you feel like... Um, you can win from anywhere. And then in hindsight, India, undefeated, untested, um, got to the final and it was a new scenario that they haven't, hadn't yep. been in and, and they wavered. They weren't confident. 
Yeah, they tightened up for sure. But, uh, you know, unlike yourself, take us back to Edgbaston semi-final. When you did have a tie against South Africa, you had the last over to bowl. And you're an absolute World Cup last over genius. You let Klusner hit two fours in a row and they needed nine. You knew that was going to throw them into confusion. (laughs) Well, you've said it for me. Uh, Obviously, a few years before, we were playing heels in in 96. last over against the West Indies, and you talk about yes. pressure, bowling to Klusner, but when you're bowling to an informed Courtney Walsh, I mean, <laughs> wow, he was averaging two for the, <laughs> he was averaging two for the tournament. Uh, and Walsh, he heals, won't talk about it, but um, the run out of Ambrose, who called to get Richie Richardson off strike, <laughs> I bowled a Yorker. Heels got it and underarm the stumps and run out Ambrose by a centimetre. That's what won us the World Cup. But Heels used to do it in the warm-up when you were bowling to him. And every now and again, he'd throw it back to you. Every now and again, he'd have a go at the stumps. Well, she would hit the stumps and you'd go, bloody hell, Heels, just throw it back to me. But this is the preparation that Heels did. He knew that one day he'd have to hit the stumps and he did it. And then back to 99, um, it's funny... We come up with a plan of bowling wide Yorkers to, to Klusner the night before. So you didn't get a chance to actually practice it. Um, it was in game. And all along, I wanted to come over the wicket and go across. And with the second uh, four that went about 1,000 miles an hour, um, <laughs> Steve War showed um, his beautifulness as a, as a captain. He generally liked to back his players who back themselves. And I did say, I want to come over the wicket. I feel like Steve's head was already on the plane going home, but he said yes. Um, <laughs> but when I bowled the Yorker fourth ball, it was just chaos. Um, but thank God we got through. The trusty underarm took out the percentages of throwing it over Gilly's head. But that pure euphoria of that of that drawn game to get us through was just phenomenal. Yeah. Hey, we've got Paddy, to get to the Paddy, news. Flemo had a year I couldn't feel his shoulder. That's why his, his overarm throws are rubbish. And so so he did underarm it to Gilly. <laughs> well, hopefully it's good enough to, to produce a decent round of golf this afternoon. Damien, lovely to talk to you as, as always, mate, and uh, uh, enjoy the day out with your Ian today. Good on you, Flemo. Yeah, and just one, it's always a privilege to talk to the one great Ian. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, enjoy Redders, mate. <laughs>